I feel like Justine sat down and just did the astrology segment on her own without my help. What's up, what's up? This is Black Girl Love Island. I'm so excited to get started. I'm talking about season two, episode 12, USA. Um, I have a bunch of different story arcs to begin with. And then later on, we've got some awesome segments like Astro Chat, Influencers Corner, and this reminds me of my real life and F, I'm embarrassed. So get ready, grab a snack, let's go. The first story that I would like to retell, I've decided to title Mackenzie's in Charge. So first of all, I was, I was confused as soon as this episode began. I don't watch the coming up bits at the end because I don't like to have it ruined. It really does ruin it for me. I don't know they're going to be in the shower or whatever, you know. So maybe, I don't know. I didn't know they were even voting for having her, you know, have someone go into the love shack. So first of all, I think it's really funny Moira really does dislike her, although it's totally reasonable to ask for a vote. There were some shots in the previous episode and in, you know, this most recent one where Moira's face was just dead. Um, and not her usual kind of happy blankness, but an angry one. So that was funny to me. But of course, Mackenzie got the thing. Um, but what I loved is that she really showed this man his asshole. It was as if he'd never had this experience. He went and told the guys. I loved how she said, you have to. I will be upset if you don't have this experience. Um, and it was great. It really seems like she showed him the world. The conversation that she had with the women was funny, where she said he hasn't had many experiences. At first, that made me think he'd never gone down on a woman. But I think it is much more broad of an experiential gap than that. Because we saw her push his wrist down and stuff and try to get a little, you know, playful. But yeah, that was funny. Um, I'm just really aware that I judged her a lot for not having a chin. And that's on me. There was a really good take it to the chin joke that I made. And then I just couldn't get used to her facial proportions, nor do I understand them. But that's not my business. And I find her funny and relatable now. Uh, also, another example of her being in charge, after the pie incident, she got an, uh, all the apologies immediately homie just discovered his anus was like yeah you're right that was harsh I didn't like it and then delivered freckles to her and then freckles was like yeah for sure for sure um and it was just funny so shout out that leads us into our second segment which is called freckles isn't funny so freckles has just been on a downward spiral with me since he showed up at first I thought he was cute and handsome and fun but now he's, I'm having one of those experiences watching him where it makes me never want to say like again. I find him to be just unsavory. I felt like he showed his ass in a few ways this episode. Um, one of the ways, which was my first, maybe only, real belly laugh of this episode. Not only, but the first. <laughs> was when he's talking to Mackenzie. All right. He pies her, but he says something kind of nasty, and he ends up apologizing, which I actually think he should have. It, it was a little, it wasn't great, but Mackenzie looks at him, and she says, 
it didn't come across as funny. And in a moment where you, as the audience, kind of expected to think, oh, Mackenzie's doing too much, I felt like it was really funny because it turned it on its head. And he really did look like an idiot. And I was slapping my knee going, it really wasn't funny. Like, he just had bad timing. You have to be funny. That's how I feel about most controversial things. Like, I think comedians can talk about anything they want. If it's funny, it's like beauty. We let people, funny people, you can get away with things because it means, you know, you have real insight. But anyway, that was amazing. Freckles isn't funny. Uh, I wonder if this, how obvious this was. I really, really, really didn't like this moment at the end when they're going through the ceremony or whatever we call it. And him and Moira get voted by America to be one of the most compatible couples. They're going to stay. They have a kiss on the lips, which you can tell she initiates kind of or expects. At the, I, would, I don't know why she's doing that. She should be going for the cheek at this point. But she goes in for her opportunity. He allows himself to kiss her. He wasn't forced. He kisses her. But then he does not make eye contact at all. Not even for like a celebratory glance. And I just thought it was so disgusting. Um, And I get the game. He's trying to be appropriate, but not give too much so he can always say, oh, well, I didn't give you too much. But uh, it was just disrespectful, even as a friend. And I saw her look so crestfallen and upset that he didn't want to, why are you going to kiss me on the lips but not look me in the eyes? Like, get out. Get out of here. Um, But yeah, generally, I just, I'm no longer at all enamored freckles not feeling it okay next the next segment of this show is called Carrington's Relief Carrington ends the episode well no of course not at the end he's in this really supplicating position him and Kirsten have their heads bowed and they're clasping their hands and they're freaking out but you know before that He goes from being really frustrated to just feeling free and happy and his vibration is higher and all this stuff. Um, But the start of the story of Carrington's relief really starts with Kirsten's been talking all around the villa. Oh, I had a great time. I like him. I think he's not that interested. And she's very sound of mind, body and spirit. I feel like she's seeing it clearly. She's not delusional. She's being realistic. She says, oh, yeah, I like him. Uh, You know, this sucks. Which, when I saw her, I was like, word, you know. She's, I'm enjoying watching her more than I was. Um, But Sally gives her really good advice and is like, yeah, you need to confront this. So she does. The two of them, Carrington and Kirsten, sit down, have their conversation. Kirsten basically says, it seems like you're not into it. And he goes, oh, I'm so relieved we're talking about this. Um, And immediately is like, oh gosh, yes. And is feeling really good about himself. That moves on. She's really great. She goes, it's cool. I did have real feelings for you, but I'm going to be open to getting to know other guys, which I do think he may get jealous. I think that is a positive outcome of this situation because Carrington's not as hot as Carrington thinks he is. So he like wants to live this bachelor life, pursue these other options. I'm not convinced they're going to work out. You know, this first girl's really loyal to him um, and he's not that engaging from what I've seen, but... Anyway, they have this conversation. I feel good, you know, that Kirsten, I liked seeing her interact that way and be almost, you know, talk almost like Justine, like a normal, smart person. Oh my gosh. Later, something abysmal happens. Carrington's relief takes an awful turn because 
Trey and Carrington have this conversation. I don't know if they're working out or what, but it sounded like they were discussing a football trade in terms of, oh, I'm going to take your old girl. She's going to be my girl. Let's see what's cool. Let's see what's up. Yeah, it's going to be great. Like, And they don't even... It's a football trade in that, you know, they can't look each other in the eyes and they're like flexing their muscles and not talking emotionally at all. But it's also a trade because they don't really consider whether or not these women like them. They just fully take it for granted. And it's so ridiculous. Um, Lastly, a kind of postscript of Carrington's relief is that Trey... The way that Trey was communicating with Lauren when he was trying to set up this this move, this situation, was so uncomfortable to hear and watch. But I feel like I have a journalistic perspective and I don't want to use it to put him down. But, and because some of these are behaviors, I don't think he's a bad guy at all, but certain things he does drive me crazy. I hated the, I plead the, I pled the fifth thing, I plead the fifth. I hated the, um, you know, his whole fake shrouded mystery, oh, what's up, girl? Like, who are you, Trey? What's going on? But he's whatever old, so. Anyway, that's the end of Carrington's relief. Next, we have Sally and Johnny. Which, I have nothing to say. They're very, very good on TV. They look like they have a really genuine connection. I feel like they really like each other. She's very charming. He's trying. They're cute. Shout out to them. Next we have Justine's the best one. Ooh, Justine. Justine's the best one. The editors agree. America agrees, the Islanders agree, and Justine agrees. And we, the audience, Black Girl Love Island, agree. Um, I feel like the editors are really taking advantage of her being funny. They have a good use of using her as a beat, which I hope isn't just being exploited. But um, she's smart. She goes, I look good in this damn liner. That was a good beat. Another one was, maybe he does like me after she got the proposal in the pie game from Caleb. Um, When she and Caleb got voted one of the most compatible couples, I felt a swell of pride, and I felt it on a communal plane where we all were celebrating. So Justine Hive, my sister sent me such a cute Justine Hive meme, which I will post, but that was a wonderful way to end the episode for me. Next, we have Astro chat so I already talked about oh Caleb's an Aquarius I understand him more now I don't think he's boring I think he is now actually thinking about the meaning of life but the moment that he and Justine had where she asks him Or just says, oh, I'm having trouble reading you. You're very mysterious. And the way he responded, my heart just swelled. And it was the most Aquarius thing I've ever seen in my life. Because he goes, I'm kind of a shy person when it comes to this specific thing. And it's just so true. Aquarians and their inner emotional lives are very, very tender. And I thought Justine did a really nice job of explaining herself 
to him in a way that was still calm and not giving too much of herself away and funny and she's just so much more intelligent uh than everyone else on the show uh and yeah he's an Aquarius it was hilarious he is opening up I loved when he snuggled on her and said oh I like this and yeah I hope it works out cheers to the happy couple um Next up, Influencer's Corner. So, today's Influencer's Corner goes out to Moira's makeup. Uh, She really is my makeup crush, is what I'm realizing. I love, I wrote down all these notes as if I'm going to look back for, I mean, you know, makeup. I feel like I spend more time thinking about makeup than actually doing an honest to goodness attempt to look nice on my face. You know, it's such a vacuum suck of my brain. But moving on from that emotion, she's my makeup crush. I like the not too much concealer it feels where it's very light and well blended. The soft wing that appears to be with shadow but that still flicks the eye up. The amount of glitter and the fresh faceness. She's just cute. I like her style. And um, Influencer's Corner. Like, she could sell me a makeup look. And I thought it was hot. Um, finally, I'm going to have a segment that says goodbye to Trey and or Lauren. I mean, the way we left the episode. Excuse me, I really should have brought water in here. Let me take care of this. So the last two minutes of this can be really pleasant for all of us. Thank you so much. Is there any port? There is. This episode ends in the format of elimination where we know the Islanders will be responsible for letting go of some people, but we don't actually know who. We know that of the three couples in danger, one of them is safe. And then I assume we're going to lose a boy and a girl from the two remaining couples, but who knows. I mean, I really think it would be crazy if I'm wrong that Mackenzie will secure the bag. And so then we'll have Trey, Lauren, Carrington, and Kirsten to pull from. I don't think the women have much loyalty towards Lauren, and she might be out, but Trey is really annoying to me, so I'm interested in that, just to know if other people are annoyed with Trey, but I think it could be Lauren and Carrington's day, and then they get to get together. Thanks for coming. There's another episode on in a few hours, so talk to you soon. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I just realized I forgot to do This Reminds Me of My Real Life and F, I'm Embarrassed, and I actually felt kind of passionately about this week's submission. So the Mackenzie and the Freckles situation is, you know, the text from which I'm drawing this comparison to my life. That whole thing, of course, it was blown out of proportion, it was a game, but Freckles was a little, you know, eh, eh, whatever. They had their conversation, I thought Mackenzie, you know, she didn't cry, whatever, she's emotional, she confronted it. I'm with the shit. (laughs) 
But when they were walking away, Freckles goes, Mackenzie, Mackenzie, Mackenzie. And I thought to myself, if that were me, I would have popped off. Because to me, that little ending invalidates the seriousness, quote unquote, seriousness with which you were taking the entire pro I mean I'm I feel like I've had this conversation with someone before that's how passionate and the change of my voice like boyfriend POV shitty boyfriend POV Whew. I hope that wasn't too much for you at the end I realize it got really personal Mackenzie 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 boy if you don't 